Welcome. Welcome back, everybody. Everybody who's joining me for maybe the first time or for the one billionth time, welcome. Hello. Hello. And today, today is a wonderful day. And I can't believe it's like, it's like after 6 p.m. and the sun's still out here on the East Coast. So welcome. Welcome this time of the year. Welcome to sunlight at night. I appreciate it very much. And welcome, Jeremy. Thank my you. My brand new friend. My pleasure. What the coolest, coolest part is how how quickly we just like had this long, cool, chill conversation right on the first day. And I was like, all right, well, I'm... I'm happy to give this person a platform and, a, and a, an opportunity to to uh, use his voice and really uh, not only not only just like put over whatever you want to put over, but I absolutely we'll, we'll we'll get to all that. But but I for sure just wanted to make sure that you felt welcome and you felt safe yeah. and you felt able. To, I feel like we have like minds, we have similar interests, and uh, got along right away. Yes, it was it was real. It was a real quick get along. It was, a, it, it was you came in. You came to me in such high regard. <laughs> right on. Yeah, but it's always nice to be introduced in, in that sort of way. Yeah. So, what what got gotcha, you? What got gotcha, you? I hate I hate asking questions that I feel like are like the the like blanket everyone's gonna ask that kind of stuff. So let's just let's just talk about stuff that's never that you know you never been asked about on a podcast before. <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah. People try to kind of come at me with left field stuff sometimes too. Uh, my story is so wild and unique. So I'm used to kind of getting into whatever we're going to get into. Okay, cool, cool. Not if it's just a bunch of nonsense and we're making jokes, no well, problem. Well, I mean, I didn't think we were going to start off talking about pot, but then here's what here's the thing. You you came in wearing an RVD 420 shirt. Yes, it's true. And also, <laughs> and also, 420 is in your Instagram your Instagram name. It's true. Yeah. So well, I was like, "All right. So I guess this guy likes to do a little the smoking." Uh huh. That's where my journey really began. Yeah. So like I have like my my youth of growing up in California and not having you know I wasn't a popular kid. I had like one of those kind of stories, and eventually I found cannabis when I was in high school. Found what when you were in high school? Cannabis. Bah. Oh, I never heard of it. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I uh, I discovered it through uh, Cypress Hill. It was really the first group that was like talking about it in a positive way. Mm-hmm. That I knew. And then after I heard that, I started seeing in other music that I had known. And I thought, oh, the Rolling Stone, you're talking about pop there. And stuff like that started to become more prevalent in my life. I smoked maybe once or twice, and uh, that whole situation was ridiculous. <laughs> but um, well, did, did smoke did smoking weed make you a bigger wrestling fan than you already were? So, so 
I was a big wrestling fan growing up, way before weed, mm-hmm. right? But it was a different thing. Uh, when I started smoking weed, was also right at the time the Attitude Era. Well, well, that was the best time. That was yeah. the best time. All right, all right. So now I'm getting more of a grasp of who you are. All right. So Attitude Era pothead. Sure. Yeah, I saw the Godfather, and now he's got pot leaves on his stuff. Road Dogs got weed leaves on his, his shorts, you know. We noticed those things. Yeah, he would say, roll a fatty for Pimp Daddy. <laughs> you must have liked that. I love that stuff. And we would be looking. RVD, of course. Like right. Every time they came in to interview RVD, it looked like they just caught him uh, like blazing up. <laughs> so it, it, was, it was a thing that definitely connected me with wrestling. Like it was, Wrestling was open to that at the time. After well, that, it kind of went all flower. But what about then it was cool. Being a fan of ECW, well, um, were you, that that was a big influence on you oh. as a kid? So, like, I was a fan of regular wrestling, WWE or WWF or whatever it was. At the time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I loved the, like, wild matches of this and that. But I didn't really know about the hardcore stuff. I'd seen a little here and there. I heard them talk about stuff. But then my friend like, hey, Saturday night on public access. There is the show, and you have to watch it. Like if you're a wrestling fan, this is like. And then I turned it in, and it was like, like eyes open. Oh my god! Like I never realized it could be like this. This whole audience participation thing that now like wrestling. No, it was part of ECW, and I had never seen anything like that before. And they were calling you. You fucked up. You messed up the move. And like go to mitts to the chick. And like, yeah, that, that that part that part was a little regrettable, but 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 it at the tough. time, and you like, know, it was just like anything was nothing was off limits. You could do anything, you could say anything, and everybody was playing this thing. Dude, I used to go to ECW shows when I was a kid, and sometimes I would be really uncomfortable, like. <laughs> I would be really uncomfortable when, like, they did a. Uh, I've told this story on here a million times, but uh, the chance like the show your tits, I would never participate in that stuff because <laughs> I wasn't allowed to say tits. Like that was not sure. that was not my. I I was not allowed to. I was a little kid. <laughs> I was like I, I wouldn't want my. But on top of that, I probably still wouldn't want like my mom to find out that I was saying, show your tits to some lady. Right. Like, right. Uh, and it just, uh, <laughs> all of that. And like, um, the, the one show, do you know, who PG? Was like, it was like a riot. Like, do you know who PG 13 is? Yes. I remember. Okay. PG 13 was a tag team with Jamie Dundee. Um, oh, okay. uh, he was, they were, um, um, they were do you what remember the nation domination oh of course when they had the, those white rappers with them yes that was them oh i didn't know that yeah so they they were also like a they were a tag team in like um like smoky mountain mid south territories back in like the early yeah, 90s yeah of course i didn't really watch that no me either <laughs> who needs that <laughs> <laughs> but, but jamie dundee he, the the he was they were in a tag match and they kept doing like they kept doing what we call the gay spots 
the gay the, oh. the gay spots meaning like where when a tag team partner is tagged out, then like then like if the, the guy who's tagged in gets gets a move hit on him, then the then the guy crawls over to him on his knees and like hugs around him while he's on the on the apron, like, those kind of things just sure. to, just to get like heat up. Like just right. to make the fans hate them. Yes. So yes. the fans like were all that. chanting and uh, the F word. The, the F word. Oh, oh. <laughs> they're going back and forth, doing that. And I was like. Yeah, you know, in ECW, if you do anything like that, you're going to get a reaction. So the fans <laughs> in the building were all chanting that F word. Mm-hmm. And uh, I. I don't. <laughs> I don't. I don't say that word. I never. I've never thought that. that I, I. I. Um. I was only twelve or something, and I didn't know if I didn't know what the, what any of that was. Then the then Jamie Dundee grabs the microphone and he says, "Listen, just because you suck one dick doesn't make you a faggot." That's what he said on the microphone. The fans went nuts. They they went they went. Even nuts saying that. It's like an underhanded pitch right there. And and then he goes, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. If we lose this match, I'll come around there and I'll suck every one of yours dicks. (laughs) And I was like, what? I'm not letting this man suck my dick. It's not happening. (laughs) There's no way. The first time anyone does that, it's going to be this man. No way. No way. And... I can't imagine being a kid and hearing that kind of stuff. And and then then he loses the match, and everybody in the fan in the in the crowd is chanting, "Suck our dicks! Suck our dicks! Suck our dicks!" And I'm like, I don't want that. Excuse me. Pretty pretty certain I don't want that. But I for sure was not participating. And then at that moment, I was like, you know what? This is a like now now looking back on that, I was like, wow, that was a real time stamp like that. Oh, that kind of uniquely ECW also. What's that? <laughs> I said uniquely ECW. Oh, very uniquely 1996. <laughs> Super offensive. Like, yeah. yeah. That kind of stuff ain't happening no more. <laughs> so, yeah, I remember like that. They had the beautiful Stevie Ray or something like that. And uh, there were a few characters that were pushing the gay. Uh, like story oh, oh Stevie Richards. Stevie Richards. That's yeah. It. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Stevie Richards. <laughs> the dancing yeah, Stevie. Yeah. yeah. They they pushed it and they knew what they were doing. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like the, that was. I mean, look at look at look at even what WWF was doing at the time with Goldust, yeah. the androgynous. Yeah. Like that 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 was a that was a that was a button that could be easily pushed for like a uh, heel thing because of the intolerance in people. Oh yeah, but it. I think you know it. It did. It did almost an opposite of that because, like, young, young, uh, confused people would be like, "Oh, I can see this person out here doing this." Well, like, it inspires me to think I could go and and be something. Different. I feel like now we have even like the Velveteen Dream. Oh, I yeah. love the Velveteen Dream, and uh, you know, there's a bunch of characters that are like kind of. On those like lines, right? And they're really mm-hmm. great characters. No. I, I, that's cool. So, do you? So, you currently watch like the the, the I watch, current WWE uh, product and I watch and, um, 
WWE, like, but I, I also kind of half-assed watched it where it'll be on and I'm doing other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, NXT, I watch pretty hardcore and I like to like make sure I see the matches because they're pretty good. And um, AEW, I watch pretty regularly too. Yeah, dude, I I just started watching AEW. Really, like, I, oh man, it's like how do, how is there so many factions? It's, <laughs> it's a it's, love hate for me. Like, where I, I kind of heard about it right at the beginning. I'm like, okay. oh, you are nothing. A pay per view that just mm-hmm. in. and it was like it, one or two days when I heard, oh, AEW, this new thing, and I went and I watched Double or Nothing. Mm-hmm. And that's the first double nothing super off. And I thought, oh, this is really cool. Yeah, this is full other energy. And it's kind of like pushing on some of the stuff on this about ECW. It's product <laughs> of the WWE product. Really at all. Even NXT, like, they, they go hard with, like, not ECW. Well, I think, you know, like, WWE is still underneath that, that like, PG era yeah they're still inside of you can't you can't like there's no blood you're not going to see you're not going to see anything mm-hmm. uh any especially like what you're what you do get very little you, you get a little of it is like you'll get them saying like shit and bitch no it's dude randy horton said shit on tv like two yeah. weeks ago i couldn't believe like these two do some of the sex storylines like where they were doing bobby Lashley with uh Lana storyline, and that was kind of weird. And you're like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that that thankfully ended pretty pretty quickly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they still do weird stuff, but like mostly it's totally related. What do you What do you think of um of like WrestleMania being in front of live people? Uh, I'm not surprised, but I. So it's it an indoor arena, or is it no? It's a it's like a it's like a uh, stadium. Yeah, if it's an outdoor arena, then like a dome. You know, I, I kind of miss those huge spectacle events. That's part of what WrestleMania was. This last WrestleMania for me was like the worst WrestleMania of all time. Oh yeah, yeah. It was it was tough to sit through. I mean, like dead silent, dead yeah. silent. Not, like, I love Drew McIntyre. He's great, mm-hmm. but like. There's not a lot to do with that. Yeah. Um. What do you What do you uh, think of? <laughs> it's It's weird because a lot of a lot of the stuff. So the episodes when when I record them. So as we record them, like they'll go they'll go up on YouTube uh-huh. now, but the audio the uh, the audio podcast versions aren't going to go up for like months. So we're talking about if I'm time stamping things by saying, "Oh, WrestleMania, oh, the hurt business breaking up." What do you think of all that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can like pretend to do spoilers, right? Paul Heyman style. <laughs> so the uh, the the documentaries in pro wrestling uh-huh. that that you've enjoyed. Yes. What what of what of them are like your top ones? Because okay. now you're a documentarian. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, w- is this your first film? Or... So this is my first one that I've made. But I've been a fan mm-hmm. of other people's documentaries. The two that come to mind right away 
are one that wrestling fans or wrestlers tend to hate uh, beyond the map. And then the other one that I thought was really good was the resurrection of the snake. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I felt like two opposite kind of takes okay. on there. Well, I mean, they're both they're both heavily featuring Jake the Snake. There's like a, sure. a, a there's a through line. Yeah, it's like, to, to watch I, his to watch his evolution, I guess. Exactly, it's it's kind of like the vindication, like oh, he got tarnished so hardly mm -hmm. in this other film I mean, uh, that we but, want to show another light to that. I mean, it's not like he wasn't that person who they were showing. I, I agree. Yeah, uh, it's, it's part of wrestling, right? Where you're like, how much uh, of this is character, and how much uh, of this is real? Yeah, and I, I, also, you know, I mean, like, I. As, if you were to ask me, I'm not going to tell you that I dislike Beyond the Mat at all. Oh, okay. I, cool. I, I have very fond memories of I, – I saw that at the movie theater. It was a packed wow. movie theater, and it was all full of wrestling fans. Everybody that was – it was like a it was like a party. It was like a – it was like a going to an indie show or something. Yeah. I, remember, I remember that like it was yesterday. I saw a bunch of people I knew that would come to shows and stuff. I mean, I was – I wasn't – in the business yet, but I kind of was. I mean, I was new people in the business, and I was like starting to pay my dues. But I knew a lot of the people who were there, and I remember really liking it and seeing yeah. and seeing the thing that that I loved be so like available for everyone to see and love. Sure, was was, was a neat, a neat thing, and seeing the other side of it because like I. I never saw any acknowledgement of the main mainstream or like the major leagues acknowledging the work of the business. Right. Right. So seeing, seeing that and like, uh, yeah, they had some amazing shots. Like some of those shots with Vince McMahon where he's like talking and like, Oh, they do make movies and like, mm -hmm. you know, pointing out like, Oh, we need a clean shot here. And like, mm -hmm. He's watching the video back to the guys like all those minutes were like, wow, this is what it's like behind the scenes, like really cool. I think I think mix that I think mix that with like beyond the uh, I'm sorry with uh, wrestling with shadows the Brett Brett the Hitman Brett the Hitman. Yeah, that's a good one too. Uh, I remember being like, well, that's what Vince McMahon and WWE is like, or at the time WWF, but. I, dude, I watched Beyond, the, or I watched Dark Side of the, Dark Side. Wrestling with Shadows. Wrestling with Shadows. I watched mm -hmm. Wrestling with Shadows a billion times when I was a kid, and uh, it's 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 funny now to think about like jumping into that nowadays because there's so many stories, so many t like that's where they yeah. have that that Vice documentary series, mm -hmm. Dark Side of the Ring. And, yeah, that's where our movie took its title from. Okay. Our movie is called Other Side of the Ring, mm -hmm. and it's partly inspired by Dark Side of the Ring because those those stories very like they did a great job. Well, well, you you didn't you didn't beat anybody's head over the negativities of wrestling. No, and that's what other documentaries kind of yeah. do. Yeah, like so for me, one of the things I noticed about a lot of them is that it's like this this weird kind of anti wrestling storyline. And for me, I love wrestling. And I think that when you talk to a lot of wrestlers, they may have these stories, but they still love wrestling too. Mm -hmm. and so 
it's something special. It's not like almost anything else. Right. And it's this really unique kind of journey that so many people have parallels. Like as kids kind of figuring it out, like before, like you're kind of like, is it real? Is it not real? Like what parts of it are real? Um, and then for, for girls, like, it's really amazing seeing all the great success they're having. And I can't imagine what it must have been like being a young girl. Like in, in your, in your doc, when, when, uh, when it was like Katie Lee was talking about, she was like, when, when I say it's fake, it's like, it's cooler. Cause it's fake. Like she was like, that's where yeah. it's cooler. And then that is something cool about it for me. When I'm watching this goes, even WWE has it where I'll be like, Oh, I see I get slammed into the, uh, stairs or something. Mm-hmm. Look like they're hurt. And there's okay, a, well, yeah, yeah, that stuff does hurt, though. So I wonder like, how hurt he is. Like, is did that really, that, like, did he really get hurt? As bad as he's making it out to me, that's part of what makes it amazing. Yeah, there's no way to, there's no way to make that stuff fake. Like that, that it hurts as much as it looks like it does. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, my thing is like sometimes you'll you'll see oh they get the hand up before their head hits and you can be like oh they didn't hit his head. But sometimes you're like, oh no, he hit his head. He was like, mm-hmm. that didn't go the way it was supposed to go. Right. And then you're wondering, like, oh, like, is this reaction part of the story? Or is this, like, part of, the, like, was he supposed to not put his hand up there? So then I would think, oh, he didn't put his hand up there. <laughs> it's this whole wonderful thing where I love that there's a history. I love Dude. it. Dude, you know what's you know what's really funny? Like on this side on this side of things, on this side of the barricade, I, I always say the barricade all the time. It's like as far as like from being fans to being wrestlers. So on this side of the barricade for me when it ca- when it came to that, like growing up and coming up in the business hearing when people would put their hands up, we'd always like be like, Oh, that guy's a bitch. Like that was like a part of like but but like it's actually smarter to put your hands up. Yeah, that's what you're supposed to do, right? Oh, here's me sitting here going like, that guy's a bitch. And I'm like, oh, I got 30 concussions. I got 30. Maybe maybe that guy's a smart bitch. That's what I say about, oh, WWE took off headshots with a chair. Right. Oh, that sucks. But it's like kind of like, okay, I get it also. Well, (laughs) I looked looked at like, um, well, they took took headshots away because, you know, because of all the concussions and and like (laughs) the damage people are doing to their brains. uh, Totally makes... 100% 100% sense. I looked at, and this is something funny. I looked at um, do, when the pandemic started was I started looking at when well, like you'd watch like old, old footage of like people talking that was on TV and they'd like walk up and shake hands or hug each other. Yeah, and they'd be yeah. like, Oh, I feel like I'm watching headshots. Like, <laughs> oh, I feel like I'm watching chair shots to the head. Like yeah, you, know, don't, you don't see that kind of stuff anymore. Mm-hmm. That's cool. <sighs> And, you know, I think wrestling has that kind of ability to, like, kind of parallel life in kind of odd ways. Can you hang on one second, Jeremy? Sure. All right. I'll be right back. All right. I'm back. Sorry about that. Yeah, no worries. So, um, so the, uh, the, the, the documentary, um, yes. the other side of the ring, 
So how how long did it take you to shoot that? Because it seemed like it was pretty recent. It's about a year in the making. Um, and a lot of that was COVID kind of screwed things up here and there. But uh, yeah, it, it's making a documentary. A lot of times it's about the availability of the interviewee. And that can kind of change depending on um, how their career is going. You know, I could be all set up to interview somebody and then they get a job somewhere else and I got to, you know, wait until they're done with that or something like that. Mm-hmm. So, any any uh, any fun stories from that 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 didn't uh, make it on the didn't make it on the cutting room floor or didn't make it onto the onto the final film? You no, know, I was able to kind of get most of the, the cool stuff that I thought was interesting in the film. One mm-hmm. thing I will say though is like so we started talking about me and um, Lila Doom. Uh, we started talking about death now. And okay. for a guy who just done a death match like the day before, mm-hmm. I am fascinated by the death match. It's like that to me, that's the coolest thing that AEW is doing. <laughs> putting those like crazy fucking matches on like regular television through the week. Yeah, it's 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 before. pretty bizarre, honestly. <laughs> this is I don't know how American audiences are gonna take to this, like uh like if this was Japan and it was BJW or something, mm-hmm. maybe it'd be fine. But like, I don't know. The hardcore stuff, like those, we have those organizations in California, but I don't think it's like as well received as like. Well, dude, did you see the the David Arquette documentary? Absolutely. That yeah. that that one was happening in California. The the one that he had with Nick Gage. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm so, – so that guy, like, he's crazy, right? He does crazy stuff. Uh-huh. I don't know that, like, he's not as loved as, like, Sabu or somebody like that, you know? Like, there's something about it over here where we don't take to it the same way. Like, over there on the East Coast, they love this guy. Like, I don't know what it is. So you think you think that – that that Nikki's not as well received on the West Coast as he is on the East Coast. Well, I mean, maybe if he was from the East Coast doing it over there, it would be a bigger thing. I, I don't know. This seems mm-hmm. like wrestling's different in California. Mm-hmm. Well, that's 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 interesting. I mean, we have we have like um, the indie wrestling scene and everything, but it just seems like it's so much more of a part of wrestling than other places. What about um what about some of the stuff you got with the the um with the tenth planet and all the uh, yeah. the jujitsu training and stuff? That yeah. that stuff was pretty neat. It was cool uh seeing that that human aspect of that one character and her uh training kids and mm-hmm. stuff. Absolutely. Kind of- so she has this like really horrible bullying story. Uh, we have another documentary that's just about bullying mm-hmm. and it's featured in that story where she kind of explains what happened there. But basically she got jumped and a whole bunch of other girls and like really, really badly uh, hospitalized, recovering for multiple years. Like it was bad. And uh, she got out of that and through wrestling and then eventually jiu-jitsu. And I 
went to the same school as her, Planet with my jiu-jitsu school, and mm-hmm. uh, I love martial arts and all that stuff growing up. One of the cool things I loved about Japan was that a lot of their wrestling was like part martial arts. Right. Like, you know, Sakuraba and all those guys, like they're real fighters, yeah. but they're also pro wrestlers. Right. And I love it. So uh, having that kind of as part of her story and like part of her character, I thought was really cool. But um, I don't know if it's really popular. I think it's starting to be popular. You see it kind of in WWE now. Like, right. Maybe a few years. I think The Undertaker is doing a submission for a while. Right. That's, I mean, Nakamura came from Pride, which Pride, Pride was like work shoot stuff over in, in Japan back in the day. So, wait, Shinsuke had a Pride fight? What's that? Shinsuke Nakamura? Yeah. He fought in Pride. Yeah. Whoa, who did he fight? I don't know. This is probably like. This I is probably have, like. Yeah. I'm a hardcore Pride fan, and I you're gonna, not remember everything. I, I mean, I only know it because of Josh Barnett talking about it on uh, New Japan commentary. That Josh Barnett fought in Pride, yeah. Right. I, yeah. I, mean, I wouldn't be surprised. I just, I'm not like. I don't remember that. <laughs> he did hardcore matches, too. I see Nakamura doing like. Uh, the thumbtacks and like stuff like that. That's cool. Yeah, I mean, I, dude, I used to watch New Japan when it was on Access TV back. I, I, that's that's where I knew about uh, Nakamura back in the day. Same with like, uh, what's the, what's the guy, the Rainmaker? That guy's that guy's awesome. Uh, Okada. Oh. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, the the guy he's got like blonde hair and he always does this. He, the, yeah. the, 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 he does like the the um he does the ripcord lariat. I don't remember. Okay. Well, it's okay. It's fine. I don't remember that. Like, Kazuchika Okada is his name. I I I think I remember this the shot you're talking about where he's like doing that. The, yeah, the the rainmaker and mm-hmm. like um uh, like money comes out, money falls from the ceiling when he does this with his hands. Yeah, I think I remember that. It's it's hard. Like I try to watch really odd, small wrestling stuff every now and then, mm-hmm. and like the the difference in the budget from the couple of main ones to like everything else is so colossal. And every now and then I do see a character and I'm like. Oh wow, that guy's really cool. And then sometimes something happens with that, and, and then you'll never see him again. Sometimes you'll never see that person again. That's a lot. I try to keep them all straight in my head, but it's like. <laughs> <laughs> so. Besides RVD. Besides RVD, who was like, I, I mean, th- didn't you, didn't you, sort of, since you said like the martial arts style, mm-hmm. like, was there other people that like mixed the two for you that you were like inspired by for sure. watching? So like, I didn't really do jujitsu myself until later on, but I remember seeing like Dean Malenko and, and even like Bret Hart and like, technician type wrestlers when I was young, um, and they were. These like kind of submission battles where they like 
transition from this position to that position. It's a lot like what really happens in this year. And I just remember thinking, oh my God, those guys are the real truth. You know? And uh, I love that aspect of wrestling where uh, what I'm saying, I love the ultimate warrior, you know, like superhero looking character. Uh-huh. Um, as I got older, it became less about the, the superhero character and more about the technical skill of that person in the ring and what they were doing. And I remember the first time I saw Lucha Libre, and I was like, whoa! Was that, was that the uh, cruiserweights in WCW? So, uh, yes, some of that and some of, like, ECW. And there was, like, some other organization right around the ECW time that was, like, a Mexican Lucha Libre thing that I saw. Okay. And uh, really cool. The, the Lucha Libre in ECW was, like, super crazy. Yes. And, Dude, super uh, crazy Tajiri matches were always, like, you knew. Yeah. You knew you were going to see some good shit. Yeah. I remember – I remember – being at one of the one of the shows live when they were and I was like, wow, I can't believe I'm watching this. This is so cool. I can only imagine. I never saw an ECW live. The cool, the closest thing we had was like a hardcore wrestling thing in Reseda at the Reseda Country Club, and I think it was called XCW. Okay, that was like a, a ripoff of ECW. They were, that's that's what they were going for. But I mean, I had I had some friends that had went through there, and and, and you, dude. Um, you were shot at his school, Santino. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. We yeah. had a couple wrestlers that had gone to that. Yeah, school. chaos. Billy went to it, and uh, I think uh, uh, Delilah had uh-huh. and her her man. Okay. The, that California seems like such a cool place. Not only like cool for like I I for sure wanna wanna go because of. Because of like film work, but uh, I want to go for like comedy and wrestling as well. Right. So all of it, all of it, it seems like sort of it aligns with my my brand, I guess sure. you could say. Sure. Yeah, I think that's true. There's like California's a really big place, and so there's a lot of really cool little scenes all over, and then it gets kind of out of hand, some of the, the hypey things. Uh, they're cool and all, but sometimes they're kind of more hypey. <laughs> so why women's wrestling? So part of it um, was the accessibility. The women are far more willing to talk about this stuff. They are less you know, ego. I need to say, like, you know, egomaniac, but some of the wrestlers kind of think that you know, they want to get paid a lot to do some of these things and the women were just like so happy to get a chance to be on the show. Mm-hmm. You know, they're in this whole place right now. It's a, a window of time. It's very likely that, you know, in the future they'll be part of the show and this whole like revolution thing will be history. Mm-hmm. But right now we're living it. And right. You know, Saudi Arabia had the first women's match or whatever. Right. Like mm-hmm. all these, you know, milestones are happening today. So I thought, let's, let's try and capture it. It's one of the cool parts of wrestling. 
me being a fan of you know all that ECW hardcore wrestling stuff, there weren't women like they were right. getting no, women were objects. But at that, yeah, and like, they they were objectified uh-huh. back then, like hardcore. Now right. I'm watching the show and I'll be like, "Whoa, the women's match was the best match of the whole show." Right, they they, they can main that. event, yeah. And, and I love that. I, I think that it's like this really great opportunity to give them a platform, you know. And what did you think of the, the What did you think of the lights out match? Oh my god. The, AEW lights out match? Yeah. Dude, that's that's history right there. Yeah. Now, granted, if we're comparing this to what men have done, especially Japanese, like, this is pretty <laughs> <laughs> But uh, if we are comparing it to what women have done, like, not Japanese, but like in America, that's one of, the, one of the best, I mean, the best to ever in the mainstream TV, for sure. So, it's kind of cool. I, I, it, it was definitely something different. It was definitely something different. And the, the funny thing is, like, something that that um, your your women talked about in in your film. They talked a lot about <clears throat> they talked a lot about uh, the the word fake. They talked about that word a lot. Yeah. And uh, <sighs> look what happened with Rhonda just. Like Ronda said something about wrestling being fake, and like mm-hmm. the whole wrestling world like exploded. Like it's still that hot topic. I think, honestly, man, I think the way I take it as some, somebody who's committed my whole life to this, I've committed, I've been around it since I was a kid, um, and in the ring since I was a kid. I I take that as you going like. That's a way to blow it off. Like it's not relevant. Like it doesn't matter. It's not like I feel like that's a way you're canceling me out. You're saying not only is that fake, I'm fake. Right. So that right. that that's I think where the insult comes from. Mm-hmm. And I I I I let it be what it is. because I'm like Yeah. I'm not I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and sell you on it. Like you you're missing out on something super cool because you got that you got that dualistic mindset that's going good, bad, real, fake. Like, right? If you yeah, just I, I like can to easily it like this. So, like for me, one of the things about I it bothers me when people say wrestling is right. So that's part of why I wanted to address that in the film. Mm-hmm. And so, one of the things that I think gets overshadowed is that. Wrestling that's done perfectly should look, you know, basically not real. You know, mm-hmm. these are essentially like comic book characters, like getting hurt one second, they totally recovered the next second. Like, right. this is similar to stand up comedy. Well, I think stand up comedy a lot of times doesn't get the respect it deserves because it's supposed to seem like I just walked this up right now. You know, like I didn't practice the whole thing for many, many months to get it dialed in to this perfect time. And I say this one thing, it seems supernatural. And it's just, well, like nothing, nobody really pays attention. But I worked super hard to make sure that this one little moment comes off real. And the audience doesn't just like, oh, it caught on to me. Like it's part of the story. I think wrestling has that too, where it's like, you work really hard at it, you get really great at it, and you do stuff. The, the moves that we do 
first supposed to look like I just killed this guy and he's going to be okay. And then when I get really hurt, I'm supposed to not let him that that really happened. And there's that whole kind of that mystery that we were talking about before. Mm-hmm. And it works against a lot of people where they just are like, oh, those guys, they know how to fall. They know they're never getting hurt. Well, I mean, I, I, I have to say, most of the people who would cancel that out and act like it's not, it's not something to even give time to have never been punched in the face before. I've never been work punched in the face before. Like, don't yeah. know what, don't know what these shots are really like. Don't know what these forearms are really like. Don't know what the ring feel, feels like. Do you think it's some cushiony bed thing? It, it hurts. It's wood. You're not, you're not like it's wood and steel with this much padding. It's right. not, it's not gonna, it's like, Every time we get in the ring as wrestlers, we are risking our entire life. We are risking an injury that could affect us for the rest of our lives, if not end our life. And there's really no way for a person to know what that's like unless they've done it. And almost no one will ever do that. Right. That's that's why. Like, um, I think I I read. Um, there's there's this there's this friend of mine who's like a he's like a he's a he's a he's a vet. He's been doing this for like thirty plus years, and he he has this group, uh, Cue Ball Cue Ball Carmichael. He he has this group where he talks about um, like just a lot of inside stuff. And in the group today, he posted about how much uh of a minority we are as people. Uh, like the the kind of stuff, like kind of people who like signed yourself up for this is what life's going to be now, <laughs> like, right? Like the the amount of sacrifices, the amount of like parties that we don't get to go to, the amount of weddings and funerals that we've got to miss, and plans we don't get those. <laughs> it's all. I just thought of uh, do you remember that movie The Wrestler? Yeah. I thought they did a pretty fair job of doing a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I was an extra in that movie. Oh cool. Yeah. That was the um the the scenes that they did at the ECW arena. I was I was there for that. Just wow. to, I was like one of the wrestlers getting changed in the locker room. But that place, that um, was it the Philadelphia um, Arena that was the ECW one. Yeah, yeah, the twenty three hundred Arena, or or the Viking Hall, or what? I mean, it's gone through so many names. New- That's a legendary place. That's cool. I I grew up in that building, man. I my my first time going there, I was I was probably I was probably seventeen when I went there for the first time. Wow. And then uh, I I had my first match there. Um, wow! No, no, it was it was my first match in that building. I don't mean my first oh, match. Gotcha. So my first match that I had there was only my second match that I ever had. Uh, That's still pretty cool. As Corey Castle, I mean, I wrestled a couple of shows previous to that where I was like not as trained, <laughs> but. Uh, I remember, dude. I remember it like it was yesterday. Like I remember every everything about when I my first match there and how cool it felt to like 
just the, the 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 feel of the 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 lighting and the the fog and and the the darkness of the built like all of that i totally remember that like it was yesterday it was march 28th 2003 i the wow. show the show was called uh then and now i believe and there was a it was it was actually the show itself was a celebration of the building, I think. And it was like some, like EC, they had played as they had played a, a, a video of on the screen that had a bunch of ECW, a bunch of ECW footage on it. And then it went into CCW footage. Uh-huh. And that's, that's where I was working for CCW back. That was like right at the time where ECW was like off by WWE or something. Yes. ECW was gone at that point. ECW was swallowed up by Titan. So what, what has been this, your like go-to entertainment here in the pandemic times? So, yeah, I mean, obviously I do try to watch the wrestling shows, but, um, I, I've been doing this kind of weird thing lately where I'm watching all these videos of people in their van living and like, um, like converting their vans to homes. So mm. I, I watched the Nomad Man movie and mm-hmm. I thought, oh, that's really cool. I used to have a van when I was a kid. <laughs> camping and I, I was like, oh, people are like doing this again, apparently. And then I started watching uh, Tom Green on the YouTube channel. Oh yeah, well, his, his yeah. living in, in in his van. Yeah, and so I'm like, oh, okay, this is like, this is kind of cool. And he has these epic drone shots where I'm like, oh, these beautiful, amazing places. And if something inside of me wants to go out and venture and camp and be in these remote places, mm-hmm. so I've been like, like studying all these van conversions. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, oh, what the hell? But other than that, you know, I've watched, uh, I went back and I watched a number of television series that I had watched. And uh, I've watched the Glow series, which I thought was really good. And uh, I watched um, an MMA one called, I can't remember what it was called. It was good, though. Um, <laughs> That uh, there was a movie that just came out, and he was the lead, the lead star of that movie. I'm blanking on what that movie's called too. Um, it's it's the villain one. Uh, I'm so such a stoner. I'm the worst like. <laughs> so we did talk about Rick and Morty a tiny bit, or you're yeah, not. Yeah. You're yeah. uh, like a casual Rick and Morty yeah, fan. I mean, I've watched, I've watched it. I've watched all the episodes like once, you know. <laughs> so yeah. I, I, I love it. it was, like I thought it was really, really great. My friend that was showing me the episodes he was super hard going into it. Mm-hmm. So like I got a little bit, but I'm not like as knowledgeable as some of you. Like I get it. It's like a, a pop culture thing. So are you? I do th- I do this thing on the show. I'll, you know what? Let me let me say I'm I'm a, I only got like two things left, and then and then I'll Whatever. then I'll send you home with a hot dog and a handshake, you know, right off into the sunset. All right. So 
<laughs> I do this thing where I I call it audio time travel. Absolutely, this 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 audio, this 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 video, this episode, this this recording is outliving us. Oh yeah, this, That's what it, I love about it. it, it, it this. So on the record, on the record, all this stuff that we're saying is going to outlive us. So I uh, want to make sure that I say on the record to you how much I appreciate your time, how much I appreciate your effort, and uh, how I'm looking forward to this being just the beginning of what our friendship is. And let you know that if you need me as a resource for anything, please do not hesitate to reach out to me, even if you just need a uh, friend, uh, judgment-free conversation. I'm always here. Um, and that I also want that to go for anybody who's listening. If this is your first time checking out the show, if this is the first time, how important it is to me that you've spent the currency of your time and your effort on me and hearing me talk, I absolutely owe that back to you. So please do not hesitate to reach out to me. I'm not hard to, hard, not hard to get a hold of. I'm a regular, regular ass humble dude. Um, I don't know. I don't know if you can call yourself humble. Ugh. <laughs> I think you can. <laughs> so, well, I get that from you. And, and I, I think what you're saying is super important. And a lot of the things that I've been doing, uh, we do kind of mental health documentaries also. And that is a really big problem for a lot of people. And... I'm really happy that so many individuals have taken it upon themselves to really try and make an effort to reach out to people and show everybody that we're all in this together, you know? So with that being said, and the audio outliving us, I want you at this point to take yourself to the year, let's say 2041. Oh boy. Okay, just your voice. Just your voice is traveling there. And you're speaking to somebody who wants to know what Jeremy was really like. They want to know what messages they can take from this timeline, from this timestamp of 2021, and and how how you've navigated your way through this chaotic year plus. Sure. This is a brilliant question, also. Like, I'm an interviewer. This is what I do when I make the movies. So... I recognize this one as a really good. I appreciate that. I really, really appreciate that, man. (laughs) So uh, me in the future, trying to explain me right now. Uh, Okay. Okay. I think I got it. So when I was in the cannabis industry, I was like a celebrity. And as my career in that kind of started to take a downward shift, it was really mentally difficult in a lot of ways to maintain a positive energy and to not focus on, you know, negative things that maybe other people were saying about me, maybe things that I thought maybe people would say, just negative in general. And in filmmaking, I had a really tough time at the beginning. It was a struggle. But through that struggle, I started to recognize that we're all in control of our feelings. And all the bad feelings that I might have were things that I was basically doing to myself from kind of letting my thoughts go down the wrong way. And so I started recognizing when I was having negative thoughts 
and realizing I'm a power exchanger. I can think about these things in a different way, or maybe just replace these thoughts entirely with good positive thoughts. So I started thinking about things that I would be grateful for and people that I wish kindness upon and that have done things that were really helpful or inspiring to me. And just merely by kind of practicing, recognizing those negative thoughts, like, oh, I'm in one of those moments. I'm starting to think bad about myself. I'm starting to think, you know, I've achieved all the greatest things I've ever been to achieve at, you know, this new grade. It's all downhill from here. You know, like all that kind of stuff, recognizing it. That's a, that's a, that's a vicious cycle. That's a, that's a, that's a very, that's a very yucky pattern. Uh You don't want to ever think that like your best days are behind you. No. And, and, but I will also say that I came to a point where I'm like, okay, so yeah. There's so many days. There's so many days left. Well, maybe I'll never be that guy that was like, people would come up to me and be like, you're my hero. Or like, oh, you're a legend. And like all this crazy stuff. People I don't know. I'm sure it happens to wrestlers a lot. Um, so, like, yeah, maybe yeah, those are the greatest days of my journey. But mm-hmm. that doesn't mean the rest of my days have to not be good. Like, mm-hmm. I appreciate that I live that life. It's super unique. Most right. well, have- like what just what you just said. Like, you you have control of that. That's, yeah. That's your decision. So, in moving forward, the Jeremy of today was able to kind of focus on gratitude and focus on appreciating the life that I've led. No matter what, you know, ups and downs have been there, it's been my life. And, you know, like they say in the movie, this this is my rifle. There's a lot of rifles like it, but this one is mine. That's my life too. And that's all I would do. And yeah. you have to find that thing that you love about yourself and you love about your life, no matter what. Dude, I love the this is my rifle so much in 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 regards to me being me. It's perfect. Mm-hmm. I I'm think about that all the time and if I if I quote you, I will give you significant credit in the quote cuz I I'm going to apply that. And as as I would have you apply anything else that I'm ever saying or talking about. If you can use it and you can apply it Awesome. I love it. Yeah, yeah. Now, thank you. <laughs> my dad so, just checked in with me there. <laughs> yeah, I, that's why I figured it was probably something like that. So uh, the way I start wrapping up the show is uh, I, before, right before I do that, I want to say I'm going to give you the platform right now where uh, you can ask me anything. Okay. You can say anything to me. You can tell me your thoughts. You can put stuff on the record. I'm here for it. So when I said I had two more things, I lied. I had three more things. <laughs> okay. My dog just came in. There you go. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, man. Do you go want ahead me and, to ask me something? Yeah, dude. Go ahead and ask me whatever you want to ask. I'll be right back. Come on, guys. Come on. Come on. There you go. There you go. Okay. Okay. Okay, so um, I guess firstly I'd ask you, like, what did you think of my movie? Oh yeah, dude, it was fun. It was it was a uh, it was a uh, uh, it was light. 
it was light, and that was my favorite part. That it was like not something that was like, oh, this, oh, I hate everything, and this was like a a positive light uh, shed on the business, and uh, and and uh, for sure, it was it was it was fun. It was good. It was neat. Cool. Thanks. Yeah. I thought, you uh, you could put that on the on the on the box cover. It was, it was fun. It was fun. It was cool. It was neat. Corey Castle. I'll I'll let you quote me on that. Yeah. For me, one of the things that I was kind of dreading doing a movie about wrestling was like having people that were wrestling hate. Mm-hmm. As long as they don't hate it, then I'm good. <laughs> well, I'm dude. Honestly, I think I think there's 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 drama. There's drama in wrestlers' lives that they 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 they'll they'll look for it. Wrestlers, some wrestlers. I don't want to. I don't want to throw everybody under like paint under a broad brush or have the one umbrella statement that applies to everybody. But I think that there there are what what the thing is. I think some people are so jealous of anything. Like some wrestlers are so jealous of like a platform that they would probably not even watch the movie. And if they were yes. to watch the movie, they would watch it to find things to be upset about or things to pick it apart about. So um, keep doing you, man. Keep on beating your drum. Keep on beating your drum. Yeah, that's kind of how we go about all the movies, right? So, like, mm-hmm. um, I have that fear of, like, I don't want people to not like it. But I'm still going to tell my story. I still mm-hmm. want to try and, you know, paint a picture of the whole thing and you know of course there are going to be people who don't like everything you know mm-hmm. nothing i do is going to have a hundred percent factor but uh focus on the people that do like it and then the constructive criticism if somebody does something if they're not really nasty about it they just mm-hmm. want to say hey i didn't like this thing or that that's really helpful to me and i like knowing those kind of things moving on maybe i don't know Anything else? Yeah, I got another question for you. Okay. okay. So, so I'm never going to be a wrestler. I never okay. like will walk out and like have the music hit and the whole like what is that like? <laughs> Dude, it's it's addicting. It's very addicting. It's like I think I think the 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 thing I constantly talk about is how how like that that addiction that validation addiction hit me at such a young age that i am still chasing that dragon like the that's what my stand-up career is like that's what that's what doing the doing films is like everything is like what tell me tell me i'm funny tell me i'm handsome tell me i'm talented yeah uh, let me let me feel let me feel super important for a minute because i have this this ability to to um like seriously i do i do i do have to check in to make sure i do have to check in to make sure that i can handle it and i can still be i can still be a regular person um it can it it can get easy to get wrapped up in the ego of music hitting and fans like it's so easy um and i was there when i was when i was like 19 I was a total douche. I wouldn't have wanted to be friends with me. 
but you know, you, a lot of us at 19, isn't it? Right. <laughs> yeah. A lot of us at 19 are total douches <laughs> that we wouldn't want to be friends with. But, but for sure, um, it's, it's the coolest, man. I love it. It's just, it's just I think the, the scratching that itch, scratching that, that itch is like, like hearing a crowd pop is that's i i've never done crack but i can imagine that's what crack is like yeah i'd imagine it's one of the greatest feelings in the world right right so the crowd pop whether it's whether it's being on stage and making them laugh or if it's uh doing a move that they the yeah, yeah. they cheer for or if i cutting a promo when i make them boo me uh, all of that is the exact like what I'm here for. And I, I, I for sure am tra- everything I'm doing, everything I'm doing is coming full circle. I'm hoping that if I do doing uh, my re- doing wrestling, well, people will go, oh, you know that guy's got a podcast. Oh, in his po- in his podcast, he talks how, about how he's a comedian. Oh, he's a comedian. He also is an actor. Oh, did you check out his podcast? And then it all comes back around. I'm I'm creating a full circle here with my hand for the people who are just listening to the audio. I'm drawing a circle. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a great thing. And, and that kind of encompasses the way that everything works now, right? Where we're multi-faceted people. You're not as you know, cut into one job for the rest of your life. You know, they say jack of all trades. And a lot of times that's then followed by master of none. Oh, this is true. Yeah, uh, and, right. And to me, uh, I I'm a master of all trades. Let me master all that stuff. There like, you go. Yeah. Yeah. Or especially as far as the you got to hold the confidence that you are a master of something. Absolutely. Like, you have to own your expertise. Like absolutely cannot take away from me my rifle. My rifle is that I've spent this amount of time looking at the business from this side of the barricade. You can't take that away from me. No. So like, why not use my voice right here? Why not, why not uh, pull in other people's life lessons and, and, and pile them onto mine that I've learned so that I can become a better version of myself. Yeah. I love it. I, I think that's so cool. And even as a fan, like when I think back, I'm like, Wow, what it would have been like if like, the Ultimate Warrior had a podcast or something. <laughs> I think that about Mitch Hedberg. I always think about how much I would want to how how much I'd want to subscribe to a Mitch Hedberg oh podcast. Oh my god, that would have been golden. Yeah, Mitch Hedberg. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's a great, great comedian. I, I, you know, recently just watched one of his. Uh, stand up things again, and oh man, I cried on I love <laughs> Did you ever listen to like they had they had recordings of like um recordings that like he never released when he was alive? Oh, yeah, I used to listen to the comedy station on satellite radio. Yeah, and they would play the the album is called "Do You Believe in Gosh." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was brilliant. Yeah, like, so good. Like people still, I don't think really understand how brilliant some of that stuff was. 
I think he was one of the main, one of the main inspirations for me to want to do stand up. Honestly. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, he's great. For me, you know, Bigfoot is blurry. That's what's the problem. Uh, Bigfoot is blurry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we have a Bigfoot movie. We have a bunch of different kind of movies. Like if if you look at my IMDb, I have like tons of wild different topics too. So I don't want to do one thing either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, don't don't limit yourself. You you want to you want to do something? Give it a shot. Like yeah. absolutely, dude. How many how many how many people do you think sit around and go like, man, I should have done this when I had when I had the chance? It's like I do that sometimes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, why why live like that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like why currently live like that? Yeah. If if you go like, well. Oh, I had my opportunity to live this, and I didn't. Maybe I should learn from that and not get in my own way for when other opportunities come up. Yeah, that's what it is. Like I remember being young and like you know feeling uncomfortable doing this or that, and then being like, "Oh, I missed out on that thing that I I didn't do. I could have done it." And thinking to myself, "I'm starting a policy right now." And somebody asked me to do something, I'm doing it. That's it. <laughs> have, have you thought about have you thought about starting your own podcast so i probably will but my partner does a podcast he does a filmmaking podcast where he teaches filmmaking mm-hmm. but like for me it's probably going to be something where i get a van and <laughs> <laughs> no like i don't know what direction it's gonna go but i feel like that's probably in my future well if you come through this area <laughs> Let me know if you come if you come through Philadelphia in the Northeast. You got you gotta you gotta let me know. <laughs> I'll take you up on that. One. Never know. Well, I, I hope you do. I I, I hope anybody I'll, ever takes me up on my offers. I'll listen to this in a month or so, and then I'll be like, "Hey, remember?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Um, so the way I do wrap up the show is uh, I'll always ask you, now, hypothetically, let's say hypothetically I've gifted you this show. So like me saying, me asking you if you were going to start your own podcast, hypothetically, I've just gifted you one. So so from now on, evolving with Jeremy Nori, this has been your first episode, the pilot episode of your first podcast, Evolving with Jeremy Nori. Now, in a very... Jerry Springer's final thought type of way. How do you just, how do you, like, I'm, I don't know, however long it takes you to just wrap it up in a pretty little bow. Tell okay. everybody what, you know, what methods they could maybe try to apply so that they can evolve to a better version of themselves tomorrow than they are today. Sure. sure. Yeah. And also then right at the end of it, just to, just to keep it light and keep it silly. Uh, if you could do your best impression of Alf, Saying, okay. yeah, yeah. hey, Willie. <laughs> saying what? Hey, Willie. Hey, Willie. Okay, okay, okay. Try to remember that. <laughs> um, well, this has been a great podcast. You know, I've had a really good time talking with you about all kinds of wrestling stuff. And normally when I'm talking about wrestling to somebody, I'm the weirdo that likes to watch this and they don't know anything about what I'm talking about. That's it goes right back to the us being the minority. Yeah, us wrestling fans being the minority. 
it's great to have somebody that knows even more than me. <laughs> and like, I'm kind of the student in the situation and not the weirdo or guy. Um, and, you know, that's kind of like a metaphor for life, right? So like, you may be in a situation where you feel kind of like that outcast, that like, you know, person that doesn't have uh, friends or you're a loner, you're unique in this world. And that's true and it's not true, you know. All it takes meeting somebody like yourself. You're, oh, this person has the same interests as me. They're into that same thing that I'm into. And I'm not alone in this world. In fact, this guy knows about all kinds of other people that are into this way more than even me. <laughs> so, you know, we can all be together. Moving forward, you have to focus on the things that you have versus the things that you don't have. And if you make mistakes, it's okay to know and acknowledge those mistakes, but you don't want to live in regret thinking about those mistakes. You got to let go of that, move on, and write the rest of your story. And sure, maybe use those lessons to make better decisions in the future, but the future isn't that, and fate is what we make, right? So just moving forward in this whole wild world, and, uh, you know, doing podcasts and making films or uh, doing shows, entertainment, try to find out what it is that you love about it and people that appreciate those things. And if there's negative stuff, just kind of let them go. That's awesome, man. That's really, really good. Thank you. Do you remember what's next? <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, Willie. Well, that was a great one. That was the best one ever. <laughs> ah! well, was, Alf was like, I, I don't remember the last time I saw Alf. He was always like looking for the cat, right? Right, yeah. I'm going to eat the cat. I love that. <laughs> so, once again, I want to say thank you so much for your time and your effort. And let me be a resource to you in any way I can be. Uh, let's work together and film if, if we can if we could do something. Sure. That's absolutely dude. Also check my IMDb page. <laughs> that I exists. That. I got I got some stuff on there. Cool. And, and uh, yeah, if you ever have a filmmaking idea or some topic that you want to do, like a documentary type thing, we're pumping out. So I'm the guy. And pretty much whatever topic you want to do, let's do it. All right. Well, dude, a stand-up comedy slash pro wrestling documentary has been my dream. Let's do it. I think you got it. Like, there's enough, like, just generally athletes doing stand-up comedy now that this is a story. A pro- really, all you need is a personal connection. A documentary about pro wrestlers who do stand-up comedy or just a, a pro wrestler who who goes to a town uh, – does a wrestling show and then does stand up that night. Oh man. That, that feels to me like something that makes itself. Yeah. I, I could do that. That's easy. Maybe living in a van <laughs> down by the river. <laughs> it combines all the passions. Yeah. I love it, man. This has been great. This has been awesome. Thanks so much for your time. Well, my pleasure. Tell tell every tell everybody that you love that you love them. 
Give them a smile and a thumbs up. Be fun. Have safe. Keep evolving.